Isaiah, speaking of the light that would come, says in the book by his name, chapter 9, verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. I need to ask you, if you're born again, do you remember in your life when the light came, where you were, and who you were? Do you remember when the light came? Can you say amen? Amen. I don't know when it came for you. I wasn't there perhaps with you, but I know about my own testimony. And I know this about me, that I was in darkness. I might have had physical light, sunlight, and the light of bulbs in a different building or place, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the light of Jesus coming into my dark interiors. Isaiah further went on to say that makes our heart glad about this revelation. Chapter 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Say amen, somebody. Not only has your light come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. I wish I could tell you, now that it's been over 2,000 years almost, that Jesus came, died, rose again. I wish I could tell you that the darkness is not as dark as it was. But I can't tell you that. You live in the same world I live in. You hear the same news I hear. Deep darkness, he says in verse 2. How do you know it's dark, Pastor? I know it's dark when a seven-year-old girl is murdered, raped, killed, unmercifully. As if that could be done that way. I know it's a dark world when there are numerous accusations on a man in notoriety and prominence in the field of athletics ten accusations maybe up to fifty accusations about molestation and assault when families entrusted their child to his care it's a dark world I wish I could tell you that in spite of all the universities we now have and numerous kinds of degrees that one can attain and have behind their name and and I wish I could tell you in this age of computerization and, and science when knowledge is on the increase that the light is brighter but I can't tell you that because I'd be telling you a lie terrorism still reigns separation divorce suicide addictions bondage Deep darkness. But I like the next word. But the Lord. You didn't hear me. But the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen on you. If you're one of those for whom the light has come on, put your hands together and thank God. Give Him praise. We may be in deep darkness, but His light shines brighter still. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Psalm 118.27 said, God is the Lord and He has given us light. I can't pass this one up. Psalm 27 and 1 about this revelation of light. said, The Lord is my light. 
Everybody say my light. Everybody say my salvation. That's what light does. Produces exposure to truth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen, church. I I must tell you very with haste here. That you've also been told this morning the reason for the light. Light is necessary for life. You already know that. But let me just tell you that we couldn't live without light. Because the light of the sun in this process as a boy in science class, I learned that this thing known as photosynthesis is where the light radiates on the plants and the trees and the leaves. And through the process of that scientific method that we can describe the leaves produce oxygen whereby we can breathe and live because light is necessary for life the plants need it the animals need it if we're left in darkness we'll become depressed the reason for the light the light of Jesus is because we all understand that there is sin in the world there's a real devil he is dark and sinister and although many times he disguises himself as an angel of light he's still dark the reason for the light is that darkness and light cannot coexist one will overwhelm the other Jesus said I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness Everything that is lovely and beautiful and wholesome and good and just and morally right is representative of the light of Jesus. Everything that is unkind, unjust, impure, immoral, carnal represents darkness, the devil. And Jesus said, for the reason that I've come into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. I might add, and as I hasten, 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 to 7, here's what it says. This is the message which we have received from him, meaning Jesus, and we declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Please hear me when I tell you that there are those in our culture and time And even in the church, who think they're walking in light, but they're not in light. Because they don't have fellowship with the light, Jesus. If we say we have fellowship with Him, verse 2, and we walk in darkness, we're not living in truth. We can't live one kind of life from Monday to Saturday and come and live another life on Sunday and expect illumination. I, I am saying to you this morning is that, is that 
Our relationship with God and the depth of it, our prayer life, our Bible reading, our church attendance, what we do with our finances, how we treat our wife, or how we treat our husband, how we treat our children, how we treat our boss, how we treat our neighbor, how we treat the bank teller. All of that has to do with the kind of light we're walking in. They too need to see the light. And so let me not tarry. We all then will have a reaction to light. I hasten to tell you that when Jesus performed his earthly ministry or or conducted his earthly ministry, folks responded in one of three ways to his illumination of truth. Because everywhere he went, he turned the light on, on darkness and revealed truth. And in his time, as it is in our time, there are those who saw the light, but wouldn't believe. That's what John said in chapter 12, verse 37. Jesus did many mighty miracles, signs, wonders. He didn't do them to pump his ego or get notoriety from the public. Every miracle Jesus did was because there was a real need and it was an affirmation of his deity. Give me a witness, somebody. Every miracle confirmed that he was not just a man, he was the Messiah, the Son of God. But many would not believe because if there wasn't loaves and fishes being served... Or some kind of personal benefit. When he said, you got to take up your cross and follow me. you got to deny your flesh. And you gotta, you got to discipline yourself and come and follow me. Some, of them, some folks found that was too hard and say, we'll go another way. Another response, and I hasten to tell you that, is that in his day, as it is in our day, there are those who believe but would not confess the light. Scripture says they were... Religious leaders and political leaders, Pharisees and Sadducees, who upon seeing and hearing Jesus, believed in Him. They knew the prophet Micah and what Micah said about His coming. They knew the prophet Isaiah and what Isaiah said about His coming. They, they knew also that one of the symbols of deity in the Old Testament and the New Testament was the symbol of light, illumination, like I have before me. And, and, and they knew that, that He was the Messiah, but because of their place of prominence and position and prestige and influence, they believed, but they wouldn't confess. May witness somebody. Yeah. The Bible says in verse 43 of John 12, it says they chose rather the praises of man rather than believing publicly on Christ. I want to tell you something. I would, if I was here this morning, I wouldn't let a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a peer, a colleague, or any relationship keep me from confessing Christ. Secret agent Christians is not what the Lord called us to be. Matthew's gospel says that, that, that when we are the light of the, the world and that, that we, should, we should put our light in a candlestick. Put it up in a high place. And then there's a final response which many of you have already done. And that is there were those who believe 
in Jesus' day as in our day. You are a product of the light being shed upon your life. Truth coming to you. Darkness being exposed. You're saying, God, thank you for loving me enough. You know, let, let, me, let me say this to you. And I, I, got, I got to hurry here because uh, I didn't even bring any notes. And just a little thought here in my scripture. But, but let me say this to you. I want you to understand that the Bible says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, meaning Jesus. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The word says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and doesn't come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. Now, let me say this to you. Light's coming. And there's nothing secret that will not be revealed. The beauty of it is that when the light comes and all the junk is exposed, God's not, God somehow is going to bring us to light or, or give us an opportunity to come to light. It may be through a crisis. It may be through a, uh, an accident. And I'm not saying God will give you an accident or a crisis. They come in life. It may take something to wake you up to come to light. But God loves you enough to disturb your life a little bit so that you won't end up in darkness. Now, now, now let me say, every, look at verse 20. Everyone practicing evil hates the light and doesn't come to the light. Uh-huh. You want to know if you have cockroaches in your house? I know that's not what you came for today. You want to know if you have spiders and rats and pests in your house? Here's a short test. Get up about 2 o'clock in the morning, walk to the kitchen, get a drink of water and flash, turn on the light. And if you see little cockroaches and spiders and little rats all over the place, the darkness has exposed the pest. Now, you have a response to that, and that is to call the exterminator or buy your own can of raid and take care of the pest. And I'm saying to you, I, I, I'm not trying to be your pest this morning, but I'm here to tell you that, that everyone who hates the light, everyone practicing evil, they don't like the light because the light reveals the evil. But, but here's what the Bible says can happen. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. God gives you light to give you life. Because here's what the devil will do. The devil will cause the minds... The God of this age will work with the devil and the devil with them. That secularism, worldliness. Whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. I got a question for you. Why live in darkness when light is available? Why live one more Christmas in darkness when light is available? Bow your heads, please. Pastor, I've been given the revelation. Jesus is the light. I've been told the reason why he came. To dispel the darkness and my darkness. And now I must respond. And as I pray for you and the church prayer team who is sitting among you and others praying now my question to you is why live in darkness when light's available you see we have the capacity teenagers young adults adults others we can wear disguises but so long but the light will illuminate the truth and when we hear and see the truth 
we're given a glorious opportunity not to ignore it, but to receive it and be brought out of darkness. And so I'm not going to embarrass you, not going to single you out, but I'm going to say to you this morning, the light is here. You say, Pastor, I will receive it. I want to totally commit my heart to Christ. I want to rededicate myself to Him this Christmas. My Christmas this year is not as good as it has been in the past, but if I have Him, that's more than enough. Heads about and eyes are closed. I'm hurrying. Don't you let anybody keep you from Christ. Don't you let your pride, don't you let your partnership, don't you let your money or lack of it, don't you let your hurt pass keep you from the light. Jesus will change your darkness. Pastor, that's me as you pray. I hold my hand up. Pray for me. Hold it up a moment. Pray for me, Pastor. I'm not going to call you out of the chair. I'm not going to call you to the altar. Just raise your hand if you say, this Christmas, I need the light. You may put them down. And so now, Father, everybody else, pray with me. Come on, everybody, pray. You know somebody that needs light? You know somebody bound by addiction? Come on, pray for them. You have a grandson, a granddaughter, a husband, a wife. This Christmas, they really don't need something in a box with a bow. What they really need is the light of Jesus. Come on, I want you to begin to pray for a Christmas miracle for your... Come on, pray. Pray with me. Uh, Oh, I bless you, Jesus. Father, I pray for a Christmas miracle. I pray, oh God, that if any place of our heart and our mind is still in darkness, shine your light on it and get rid of the pest, which is the devil and his demons. Amen, church? Father, I speak against sin of any kind. Light it up, cleanse it, and remove it, God, and come into our lives. Come into our private life. Let your light shine. Say amen, somebody.